Welcome back. You've tuned in to another episode of the greatest radio show and podcast ever to exist. From two priests in Stillwater. At a radio station known as Pete FM. P94.3. We're very grateful. The, the staff yeah. here, man, they kill it. They're awesome. Uh-huh. They put us in this soundproof booth, yep. and then they lock the door from the outside. So and nobody they keep can us get in, in or out. They keep us in here. Well, welcome back to another uh, another episode of Pastors of Pain. I hope you've been enjoying this uh, new year. Uh, I um, I got bumped during the season of January because they um, they follow. We O'Brien. did a show without you. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Follow O'Brien said I couldn't go uh, to the show. It was as if what was that football game you went to over Christmas break? As if it didn't happen. Uh, what was that game? I went. Uh, so I like I'm a sports fan, right? Always yeah. have been. Played a lot of sports. Love to watch sports. <laughs> I also I did I did my undergrad at uh, Boston College, yeah. my beloved alma mater, ever alma to excel. Mater. Should I sing the fight song? Oh, uh, please go ahead. For Boston, for Boston, we sing our proud refrain. For Boston, for okay, that's good. It's Doug but Flutie anyway, save awesome. the day. So Boston College, my alma mater, uh, got made it to a bowl game this year. I think we finished seven and five. Barely qualified for a bowl game. And so what bowl game do we get? The Serve Pro First Responders Bowl. Whoa. Which is played at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. On December Stillwater, 20? December 26th, day okay. after Christmas. Stillwater to Dallas, Texas, four hours. Okay. My father lives in Houston, Texas. Houston, Dallas, four hours. So I call my dad storm. and I said, Dad... Boston College is playing in Dallas. They never get this close because yeah, they sure. play kind of East Coast, West Coast teams, you know, Chicago area, Notre Dame and all that. I said, we got to go. Okay. So we go to the game. So I drive down day after Christmas. I'm a little tired, right, coming off the Christmas season, but it was going to be kind of a day away. Father Griner was covering Mass, grateful to him. I'm not here. So I, draw, I drove to Dallas. I picked my dad up at the airport. He flew in from from Houston okay. to Dallas. Uh I pick him up at the airport, and we go to the Cotton Bowl. Nice. And we went to the Surf Pro First Responders Bowl. Surf Pro, if you didn't know, I'm not advertising or anything, but Surf Pro, they like clean up after major like natural disasters. Oh, yeah, sure. Their motto is, as if it never happened. That's their motto. Uh-huh. So uh, Boston College is playing Boise State. We get there a little early. It's going to be some bad weather, but we're ready for it. We, we watch the warm-ups. Okay. It's very exciting. They start the game. Boston College goes out to a 7-0 lead immediately, right? Ten minutes into the game, they come on the PA and they say, ladies and gentlemen, we need to clear the stadium because there's lightning. (gasps) So there's all this lightning within the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And the rule is if if there's a lightning strike within eight miles of the stadium, they have to – you can't play for 30 minutes. Okay. Got it. So they clear us out. We think, okay, we'll be out for 30 minutes. But anyway, then lightning keeps happening. So the 30-minute clock starts over. So we're down underneath the stadium probably an hour and a half. Eating hot dogs, popcorn, we, cookies. There were hot dogs. I actually thought this might have <laughs> yeah. been the bowl game's way to get people to go to the concession stand. <laughs> but nevertheless. <laughs> all right. So then it's raining. Uh, and what was really actually funny is they start playing uh, all these songs like related oh, to rain. Oh, baby, it's a raining. So they... Uh, they played like Thunder Rolls yeah. and they played Thunder, uh, Millie Vanilli, Blame It on the Rain, <laughs> you know, all these kind of. Um, and so then about an hour and a half uh, into this storm is pouring down rain, lightning everywhere. And they come on and they say, ladies and gentlemen, may we have your attention, please. 
The Serve Pro First Responders Bowl has been canceled. Please drive safely. <laughs> so we watched 10 minutes of a game. Boston College was up 7 nothing. So they won. So they won. They, and no, so it was called a no contest, basically like a rain out. Yeah. Okay. So we went back to our car. I drove my dad back to the airport. He went home to Houston. I drove home to Stillwater. As if it never happened. As if it never happened. Just like me on the podcast four weeks ago. Unbelievable. That was my whole point. So it was quite, it was quite the adventure. Quite what? the adventure. But I will say, and just the, the icing on the cake, time with my dad precious, precious time. <laughs> wonderful and time well spent. We should make a little precious moment so we of had the a, two of you with bobbleheads. I have a bobblehead. I know, but we need to get a precious I moment. I need to get, maybe next year for your birthday, I'll get you a bobblehead of you. Oh, wow. I got one for my ordination. Yeah. I'll pay, maybe I'll post a picture when we post this on the online. Uh-huh. It's quite funny. So anyway, that was that was what happened over Christmas break. That was a long time ago, though. But as if it never as happened. if it never happened. But I love my dad. I love time with my dad. Sports have always been sort of a bonding point with me and my dad. Anyway, now we're here, and it's uh, it's early February. Uh, it's ordinary time. Lent it's is a February? month away. And remember when Ash Wednesday? The weather stinks. Ash Wednesday was last year on on the Feast of St. Cyril Methodius. Also known as Valentine's Day. No one calls it that. I'm giving a talk. Are you ready for this? I'm giving a talk at the Rotary Club on Valentine's Day about St. Valentine. You get to say nothing. What do you mean? What's to know about St. Valentine? I, I got I to do some research. Cyril and I got Methodius. a picture of his skull. Cyril and Methodius. Lay it out. No, they want to know about Valentine's Day. Well, slip it in there. I will. I'll. I'll, I'll there'll be a Cyril and Methodius reference. Uh, that's the major feast day. All right. Okay. What, anyway, why are they so important? It's wonderful. It's February. So yeah, the weather stinks, but uh, spring is on the horizon. Things are looking up. Yeah. All is well, I guess. Okay. I. You have. You want to talk about something? I want to talk about something. You know, I often ask people. When they say, oh, my gosh, you know, thousands of people flock to me. And they're like, oh, you have a radio show and podcast. That, that doesn't happen. Thousands of people. Thousands of people. Thousands of people. They, they fall, <laughs> I, I'm walking down the street. and They're laying at my feet on the side of the road. I'm not Jesus, by the way. That was weird. I know. So, anywho. So, I, I always ask them, like, what's a topic we should discuss? And one thing that has come up. Just in the last few weeks, and last actually since uh, the middle of December, so a month and a half now, is how are how are Catholics saved? Ooh, how are Catholics saved? What is do we believe in the cross and, and resurrection? Are, maybe are they at all? Or do, ooh, that means because well, some people would say that we're not. Mm. Yeah. So uh, we just had I just had a discussion with a student in the lobby, and it was actually a Catholic student who couldn't answer for their non-Catholic friend uh. how Catholics were saved. And so I, you know, as I'm you actually you were there. I remember hey, that. Hey, Bill, you were there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, O'Brien, you were there. You, you remember seeing that conversation go on, and you're like, that you were going to come over yeah, and say hi. I was going to say hi, and then you look. There was an intensity. In both of us, and not in a, not in like an angry way, but just like I could tell, like there was a serious discussion going on that I would didn't want to get in the middle of. Yeah, I think one thing we're missing, especially in religious education, is just this immense, beautiful understanding that we're saved by the death, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yep. Without the death, 
and without the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there is no salvation. We're still in, in sin. And so what is this whole life that then we're living? It's this life of, uh, it's life of grace. Grace. Yeah. And so like, what do we, what, what, when you hear the word justification, what do you think? When someone is justified, uh, I mean, it's, I would say that they, it is their, it is the way that they are saved. I mean, it, just, like we use the phrase like justified by, justified by grace. <laughs> okay. Um, uh-huh. So it, it's it's a it's kind of the way I'm not saying this well, but like it's it's the catechism would say it's like it's not only the the remission of sins, but the sanctification and renewal of of man. It's at three things. Yeah, yeah. Removal of sin, renewal, filling with the life of grace. Uh, or or you know, if you ever read Catechism 1987. It says, the grace of the Holy Spirit has the power to justify us. That is, to cleanse us from our sins and to communicate to us the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ and through baptism. And you can read all of these things from like Athanasius, all the footnotes in the, in the catechism. But so it, paragraph 1987. Yeah, paragraph 1987, okay, grace yeah. and justification. And so this, this goes on. That's why there's the necessity uh, of baptism. Like baptism is is so important because what is what does it do? It it wipes away our sins. You know, Peter goes out to baptize people, and Jesus well, Jesus says, "Go out and baptize in the entire world, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit." Which I really love. Um, yeah, it, it, the Pope Benedict had this uh, baptismal homily, and he talked about <coughs> the difference between the word "ace" e i s in Greek and the word "n." Like N is a preposition to go in a door, in your house. Uh, it's, you know, anything a squirrel can do to a tree. It goes in the tree. It goes in the squirrel feeder. Okay. And ace is actually a word to mean encapsulated. Mm. So when Jesus says, go out and baptize, he doesn't use the word I-N that we would use. He uses the word E-I-S. Which means like you take a rock and you throw it in the water, and as the water sinks, or as the rock sinks in the water, it's encapsulated completely yes, totally by the water. By water yeah. And so when he says, "Go out and baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit," he says, "Go out and baptize." And you can look in Greek; it says E I S. It doesn't say E with a little V, like looks like an N. Go out and baptize. Basically, encapsulate people in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Bring heaven down into them. Mm. And in order for heaven to come down into us, what do we know? There can't be sin in us. Well, and that's why when we say like that, like that Christ lives, Christ lives in me, right? That's what uh-huh. we mean, right? That he's not, that, that he's, he is there. Uh, yeah. And, and, and that, where is that gift given? Where's the Holy, where's the gift of the Holy Spirit given? It's given in baptism. Yeah. An that's indwelling. Indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Yep. That, and that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit then becomes, it brings us grace. You, the, I was, uh, it was uh, maybe three or four years ago. And it was at the Gospel of Luke, the Annunciation. And it, there's that line. March 25th. That, yeah, there's that line that says, uh, Hail, it says, Hail, highly favored one, full of grace. Like Hail Mary, full of grace, mm-hmm. and it's like where does Are you grace? Saying come? the Hail Mary is scriptural. I'm saying that one, the Hail Mary is scriptural. Okay. Yes, Just Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with you. Yeah. Okay, then there's that line that says full of grace. And if you if you read the Catechism or you just ask anybody, like how are we saved? How are we justified? How are we made holy? 
we're made holy by the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ so that grace can come into our lives and come into the world. Okay, well, how is it that Mary is full of grace before the cross and the resurrection of Jesus? Yeah, what's up with that? Okay, so she's, it's a mystery. Actually, I didn't But it's know, not. But it's not. She was made full of grace in an act by God prior to her conception. That she was conceived in the womb of um, of Anne, and so this is that great beauty of the gift of grace. We we talk about like actual grace and sanctifying grace. You know, grace that comes from the sacraments. Actual grace. I love the the like the like the. Uh, I made up this analogy about grace, and maybe as I say it, um, I made it up years ago. That grace is like the engine of a train on the front of a train, and the engine on the train on the back. You know, now modern trains are going through all these like diverse areas and they put engines on the back and on the front to both push, pull you the direction, pull the train and also push the train. And so this life of grace is to pull us. We talked about ordinary time a couple days. Uh, what was that? A couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Like what is ordinary time? Ordinary. We talked about going through the valley, you know. And what does it do is it is this train then of grace pushes us and pulls us through this valley, through this area between these big things. And Lent is one of the hills that were called the climb. And the resurrection is the cross is at the top and the resurrection is hanging out there, but also coming downhill mm-hmm. with all of that energy. Yep. You know, it's you don't have to use the locomotive engines when you're coming down off the off the hill because that whole life is like rich full of grace but when you get back out of the valley again you know you need the you need those powerful engines and what fires those train engines is the fire of the holy spirit and so that's what the catechism says through the power of the holy spirit we take part this is 1988 in Christ's passion by dying to sin and in his resurrection by being born to a new life. So one of the things we're doing with, uh, I'm doing with the students this year, is not only through Exodus 90, but I'm handing out these litany of the Holy Spirit cards, Mm. and I'm asking them to pray the litany of the Holy Spirit every day. Why? Well, because when the Holy Spirit's there, so is the grace of heaven. I like to use that, especially in confession, when people... I talk a lot about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So St. Paul to the Galatians chapter 5, the fruits of the Spirit. I love joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, self-control. So whenever somebody says like, oh, I'm just like, I've lost patience with my roommate or my children or my husband or, you know, my coworker or whatever, I say, okay, well, what I would invite you to do next time that person enters the room, your kids are bugging you. Your roommate is yeah. on your nerves. Your coworker is uh-huh. chewing loudly in the cubicle next to you. Um, pray to the Holy Spirit. When where the Holy Spirit is present, that's where those fruits come about. And what are they? Love, joy, peace, mm. patience, kindness, generosity, self control. Yeah. You're you're if you if you're lacking in those things. You know, there's not a pill you can take. Like, oh, I need, I need patience. I'm going to take this pill, right? Okay, that, that doesn't, that doesn't work. Um, where does it come from? It comes from the Holy Spirit. Um, and so when we, when we talk about, it, you mentioned like justification. Okay, so how, how are we saved? Um, we're saved by the free gift of the grace of God. Yeah, that's how, that's how we, we are saved. 
And then we have, a, a, we respond to that or don't. Does it, does grace come upon everybody or do you have to be like, I mean, are you selected like, uh, the Lord's like, I'm going to give grace to that person, well, but not Sanctifying that grace person. is given to us in, in our baptism. Yeah. And so then through then, I mean, this is one of the beautiful things about being Catholic through the, through then the sacraments that we receive on a regular basis, or we should be receiving the Eucharist and confession uh, and confession. And then those, those um, sacraments that we receive only once, baptism, confirmation uh, for us, ordination uh, for others, marriage. Anointing um, the sick. Uh, yeah, anointing can be received more regularly. That the real grace is given. And what is grace? Grace is God's life. It is God's life that that can, that fills us. Mm-hmm. I love the in our. Uh, it's not Lent yet, but we're gonna uh, in our Stations of the Cross at St. Francis Xavier. Those really really nice They're awesome cool. ones. They're they cool. are. We're coming out with a little book that really? we're gonna have. Yeah, it'll be like explaining them all. But in the very first station, um, it's Jesus being sentenced to death by Pontius Pilate. Uh-huh. So if you walk in the main church, it's on the left side, over by Our Lady of Guadalupe over there, and. There are these two guards, kind of the, the these two Roman soldiers uh-huh. standing on either side of okay. Jesus. And as the stations progress, there's 14 stations. As the stations progress, the these two guards have opposite reactions. One, as it goes along, gets angrier and meaner Ooh. and further away from Jesus. The other is St. Longinus. Is it really? Who... As the stations progress, he becomes a follower of Jesus. He responds to the love that that Christ shows him. And the, the artist uh, Leonard Porter uh, meant that very intentionally. That when we when we when you look at that first station and you see those two Roman guards, that's you, and you have a choice. God is giving you His grace. God is loving you. God Where is, you are. God is reaching out to you. Yeah. God is putting people in your life to help you grow in your faith. And you can either respond or not respond. You can say, yes, let it be done to me. Yep. Or no. And so even, I mean, so even like, I mean, we, this is maybe another topic for another day, but when we talk about like heaven and hell, right? If you, if you end up going to hell, if I end up going to hell... It is entirely my choice. Yeah. It is not I, I, that, oh, man, by accident. Oh, I tripped. I went in the wrong door. <laughs> oh, crud. Now I'm in hell. You know, it is, it, is a, it is a choice that a person makes to reject the grace that God gives. It's a choice to reject the life that God wants to give. And so that's where there's this freedom. Right. So, I mean, God is giving his grace, kind of pumping it, pumping it out, Right. Niagara Falls. It's raining on everybody. Think, Speaking of rain songs. Think Niagara Falls, right? Yeah. And you're, you're like a little Joe's cup, right? <laughs> Your little soul is a Joe's cup, and Niagara Falls okay. is being poured upon you, you every it. single day, right? That's a lot of grace. Do you respond to that or do you not? And so we have this, and this is where, this is where there becomes a lot of theological issues, but it, that, there's, that you have freedom. I have freedom. Do I respond to that grace or do I not? And so in terms of salvation, am I, how am I saved? How am I going to be saved? By God's grace. But I also have a part to play in that. I will not be saved against my will. 
Why? Why? Nor why will couldn't I be you, why couldn't you be against my will? Why couldn't you be saved against your will? I mean, I, I guess I could, but there, I mean, God is all powerful, but that God respects our freedom. That you, you and I have have the freedom to choose Him or not. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, I was just thinking as you were talking, like uh, we have, you know. God can God can drag us to heaven, but we we may not want to go. Like when I tell you, like, hey, uh, let, let, let's go out for a walk and uh, walk around the lake. You're like, um, no, there's skeeters outside. I do not want to go outside. And like, I can't bully you against your will and drag you outside because then you won't want to be there. You'll be like, hey, right. I told you how much I don't like mosquitoes. Well, if you think about love, like when you okay, I, I really I'm in love with this person and they're not in love with me. Like, well, I'm going to make them love me. <laughs> You will love me. We call those restraining orders. Yeah, well, you you will love me. No, that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. That a love love is is a free gift. So even like in the in the marriage right in the in the Catholic Church, yeah, we we ask the couple as at at the wedding ceremony in front of everybody. Uh, I'm, I don't have like, you come I'm here like, freely yeah, without coercion. Have you come here freely and without coercion to give yourselves to each other in marriage? I'm paraphrasing, but they have to answer yes to that. Each individual, I have. Yes, I have. If they say no, I'm be- I'm being paid off, or I'm being forced, or I'm being threatened, the best man's got a shotgun. Then we're going home. Yeah, it's over. Let's throw a party. Yeah, it, we're, the wedding is not happening because the person is not free. Um, so I love the ca- catechism. This is uh, paragraph twenty, uh, two thousand two. Oh yes, uh, uh, great God's, year. God's free initiative demands man's free response. For God created man in his image. We talked about that last episode. Yeah. We were talking about same-sex attraction. For God has created man in his image by conferring on him, along with freedom, the power to know him and love him. The soul enters freely into the communion of love. God immediately touches and directly moves the heart of man. He uh, last, last line here. He has placed in, in man a longing for truth and goodness that only he can satisfy. Right? St. Augustine would say, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. So God is is giving us all that we need. Are we responding to that? Would, would you, okay, would you say that responding to that grace that he has given us allows us to know who God is? Yeah. Like, what, tell me a time that you, like, you notice you've responded to God's oh. grace. Oh, I just put you on the spot. Yeah, no, I mean, there, there's def- there, have, there, there have definitely been times. You know, I think especially when I was in, um, I would say, you know, kind of high school and college, you know, I was Catholic. I was church-going. Yeah. Um, okay. But I would, I would describe myself as, as lukewarm. You know, the famous line from Revelation 3.16. Everybody knows John 3.16. <laughs> Revelation 3.16 is, if you're lukewarm, I will spit you out. Uh-huh. Right, and I would, I was, I was Luke. I was even the theology. I was a theology major in college, and you were lukewarm. Uh, and I was lukewarm. Um, I mean, I was not living the life. I would, I would go to church every Sunday. Yeah, and that was that was kind of it. Um, and I was even going to a Catholic college. I mean, and there were opportunities yeah. that I that I some I took advantage of, a lot I didn't. Um, and there came a point. It was actually when I after I had moved to Oklahoma. It's one of the reasons I'm a priest in Oklahoma, because um, when I moved here. I feel like my faith came alive. Um, I met awesome priests. Um, I started going to confession mm. more regularly. Um, I started going to daily mass. <laughs> right. Um, I started to read uh, a lot of, uh-huh. of, of, I read a lot of apologetics. I read uh, a lot of the catechism and scripture, and my faith came alive. 
Yeah. And that was God's grace. I made a move in his direction and God just came running <laughs> and smacked me in the face. <laughs> and I'm and I'm very grateful for that. I mean yeah. it's it and it's been kind right. of a, a, a great ride ever since. Yeah. I had a couple of great moments like uh when uh, I was walking out of the uh, gym at Langley Air Force Base and I heard the bells ring. Ding 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 ding. And I still the think Angelus that, bells. They were the Angelus Bells. I didn't know that then. You know, I was like 21 years old, just moved back from Korea from uh, from a really dump hole army post to this beautiful, awesome Air Force base where there was an uh, incredible gym and pool directly across the street from the church. And that like ringing of the bells, like the bells rang and I went, that's a church. And I just felt like I was being moved across mm, the street. Yes. Like it was like, you know, when you, um, have you ever, um, uh, I, I live down the street from the garage, so you probably don't have this experience, but occasionally I'll walk out the front doors of the church and the the wind will be blowing from south to north and the garage like seduces my- restaurant here in Stillwater. It seduces my sinuses and my sinus, my nose is like, come with me if you want to eat. And so I just wander down the street almost like, oh, what? The? And then I get down the block. I'm like, oh, again. I got pulled down here by the aroma of the garage. And it, that's the way that, that grace, that joy, that love, those fruits that you mentioned, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, yep. joy, peace. Yep. And and it just pulled me across the street without – and on another occasion when it was in New York, uh, this priest, uh, Father Patrick Winslow. I don't know where he is now. But Father Patrick Winslow, I was driving uh, driving down the street, uh, and his, his parish, I didn't even know he was there. I was going to work at the satellite teleport, and – I just felt this draw like, okay, yeah. you need to go to confession. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, 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 oh okay. I don't want to go to confession. Oh, okay. So I called my, I, I, I went to the church and then called my office later and told them I was going to be late and pulled in and like went into confession and just like cracked open my soul. Mm. I was like, okay, let's clean this thing out. And well, it was one of those moments. It's where, beautiful to, uh, wait, on the other side of the confessional. The, um, the pe- when people say, especially like when we do like just kind of spontaneous, people didn't know that confessions were going to be offered, and then like a priest shows up, mm-hmm. and they'll come in and like you know they're just like, I I'm not I'm t- I'm totally not prepared, but I just felt like I needed to be in here, and and I think that's true of like when we pray, you know, there's times when you're just like you know I'll be driving and I'm just like I need to I just need to pray, and then you know you kind of shut the radio off, shut the book on tape off, and. And, and then you, and then like people come to mind and I think, where did that, where did that come from? Right. Where did this movement come from? Um, or I've had it where you like, you kind of, uh, in a, in a crowd and you like, Lord, you're drawing me, you're drawing me to speak to that person. And there's yeah. been times when I've said, no, oh, but I don't want to talk to that person. I want to go over here and talk to that. I like those people better. You know, or, <laughs> oh, the donuts are over there. You know, I don't even want to be here. <laughs> but the times when I've followed that prompting. I mean, it's it's been beautiful, Me, meeting somebody new, and and inevitably that kind of they they've had some issue that maybe they needed help with, yeah. And so following God's prompting, but that but it's that freedom that God respects our freedom. Um, He is not going to save us against our will. Yeah. It's it's, I would say also I'm going to add to that. It's not just about saving us. That is important. He also saves us for something. And that's that beautiful, you know, if you talk about, you're talking about sanctifying grace, there's that line from the catechism about uh, habitual grace in 2000, same section uh, of the catechism. And what is 
that sanctifying grace, that life of grace, it then becomes a habit. Like we begin to walk and we begin to talk and we begin to move. Yeah. And we, uh, yeah. It, it becomes just the norm of divine life. Yep. So it's not just about saving us. Yes, that is chiefly important. Saving us from something, which is hell and sin and the darkness of death, for divine life. And, you know, like uh, with vocation, I mean, we want people to discover their vocation yeah. uh, and to find that divine life, how to live that divine life yep. out here on earth. Any so, suggestions? on? Well, the, just, the, I, you know, I mean, I think to, if... if Graces are available to us when we talk to God in our prayer, um, especially in the sacraments, that a, a person should stay as close to the sacraments as they possibly can. Amen, Receiving brother. the sacraments regularly. Preach confession it. is not just for Advent and Lent. Um, confession is for... Every two weeks. A lot of times. Um, going to Mass is not just for Sundays. Go to Mass as often as you can. Um, but ultimately that you're praying, right? The rosary is wonderful. That you're praying, that you're giving God time that you're praying for others, all of these things lead to a life of grace. Yeah, and your vocation, and proper your vocation. living of your vocation and it, chastity and celibacy right. in life. Amen, bro. All right, we've come to an end of another episode. We thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, we're wishing you a wonderful February, and uh, let us know how we can help you, and may God bless you abundantly. Mm-hmm.